Subscribe right now. Subscribe. Subscribe. Okay,
What up, gang? How you do it? Wendy in the gallery. Great day, Woo. All of that. How you feeling out there? Make some noise. Who's in the building? Who we got? great song called Go! I wanted to play this great song called Go, you know? So I go to my DJ library, I type Go! Exclamation mark. That's the name of the record, you know? And I, and I put it in. And I put it in. Turns out there is another song called Go! Exclamation mark on my DJ library. Which is this one here. Which is slowed down significantly. It's, uh, it's, I believe, it's a common song produced by Kanye West. I forgot about this song existing. What's cool though is it's in exactly the same key as my song called "Go." They sound completely different, obviously, and I've slowed this one down a lot to be to match the BPM. But they're in the same key. Isn't that magical? You want to improve. You want to get better. You want to start a little workout business. Clean that you wanna start a business. You wanna start a business. You wanna start a business. D sharp major. Shouts out to everyone locked in. How are you today, you beautiful babies? Huh? I just got back from CrossFit. Muy intensi, Dad. It was my first CrossFit back since I balked my leg last week. Which God made me do. If you remember, I was uh, hanging 
I was hanging on a, on a on a high beam, sort of crossbar type situation, swinging like a gymnast, you know, and I got swung as high as I could. And then for no good reason whatsoever, I let go. And the second I let go, I wondered why I had done that, you know. Anyway, as per usual, what happened was it took me out of the game, as in stopped me being able to do the physical stuff. And it forced me to do some things that have been on my to-do list for ages, but I have not been able to justify putting at the top of my to-do list because I'm always like, no, I've got to make this video, do this thing, da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And it's very exciting, the things I've been doing. They might actually lead to some really, really uh, significant and powerful changes around these parts that will, that will uh, you know, lead to more meaning wave. More meaning wave, mass, mass. Mass. Get some instrumentals around now. They're called uh, Get After It. That's what they're called. They're called Get After It 2. That's the sequel to Get After It 1. That was the name of the uh, instrumentals of the first Jocko album. So just like Jordan instrumentals are called Clean Up Your Room. Just like Alan Watts instrumentals are called Stop Thinking. Jocko instrumentals are called Get After It. Get After It 2 is out now. The visuals dropped this morning. We actually dropped them last night, but there was an error with the upload. It was 25% not loud enough. Premiere has been rendering my videos 25% not loud enough, and then I have to readjust them afterwards. I did not do that yesterday. Very tricky. You remember last week I told you I was rendering a video? It was going to take five days or something. It's still rendering. It is still rendering. How can you imagine? Can you imagine still rendering? Incredible. Anyway, what's going on with you guys? RG's in the house. As Akira the Don is definitely the good guy in my story. Oh, nice. Hey, here's what I want to know. Who's the bad guy? Who's the bad guy in your story? Who is the bad guy? Shouts out to everyone else. We got Tahani in the house. What a Tahani. Uh, we got David Lopan. Welcome to level one. <laughs> Yeah, we got Mark in the house. We got Jordan in the house. We got Shecky in the house. We got uh, Citra Taj in the house. Prince Jabrika's in the house. D-Man, we got many, many people in the house. Shouts out to everyone locked in live and shouts out to everyone listening on the podcast. The podcast is now, uh, we're on the podcast feed. Lots of people are listening on the podcast. Lots of people are listening as they go to bed. Hi. If you're listening to this as you're going to sleep. What up? I had my wife listen to this as a podcast see what it sounded like she says it, she says it's a very good podcast she says it doesn't sound like other podcasts and that is a good thing you know what I mean other podcasts all sound the same they're just like so yeah uh, you know what I mean all that all that all that dead air none of that like turning music up and turning it down again Wait, we've got music so we're talking we're turning the music down and then see, see, see how good that is. Superior, superior podcast activities in the house. Just Cesaro says, "When we get an Andrew Tate meaning wave, lol." Would you put a lol after it? What's the lol there, there for? Is that to denote not seriousness, or is that to denote um, that actually you are very serious, but like you're a bit afraid? of your opinion, so you put a lol there just in case, you know, people take you seriously, even though you're serious. 
Haji says, please don't burn my house down. I've already subscribed. I posted that to the Shorts channel and immediately got shadow banned. I got two views. So it seems that putting videos on YouTube and calling them subscribe or I'll burn your house down is not what Susan wants. Incredible. Hercules was very angry. Mamadon said, oh, should we take it down in case it damages the channel? Hercules said, let it damage the channel. I will not be censored. He got very annoyed. He's like, I said I'm joking. This is in reference to a freestyle from the last episode. Hercules came up on here and um, and uh, and I said, do you want a freestyle? He said, okay. And I gave him, I put a beat on and he sang, uh, subscribe or I'll burn your house down like that. Subscriber or kill your mother. <laughs> it was really catchy. I've had it in my head ever since. It's stuck in my head. Sergio Tech says pew pew. Exactly, pew pew. Very good point. Mike Better says incoming meaning. It is always the case. That is something that is always happening around these parts. There is meaning wave in. There is meaning in coming. Meaning in coming. Meaning in coming. Always meaning in coming. Eric Allen says, get some album of the year. I agree. I agree. I agree. Muy importante, by the way, because it is. It definitely is. There's no doubt about it. Uh, So if you ever see any of those things where people are like, what's the album of the year? Make sure you tell them. Yeah, make sure you tell them what the album of the year is. Importante. D-Man says right here, right now. There is no other place I would rather be. Right here, right now. Watching the world wake up from history. Shouts out to Jesus Jones. Just wiggling with some wires. I've had the gremlins in here again. You ever get that thing, you get your uh, studio and things just perfect, right? It's perfect. And then the next time you come in, things are different and you didn't change anything. Who did it? Who's been in here fucking with things? Huh? Who was it? Alright, anyway, don't mind me. I'm just having a weird audio. Signs to be alive, Sister Honey. I agree. I agree. Agreement. 
Wives. Okay, I'm gonna have to fix this. Anyway, with Gucci says D-Man, hurrah. Matthew Felty's in the house. Casey Turbos is in here, says happy Tuesday meaning wait. Is it Tuesday already? Ready here. Kevin says Hercules is based. Shaky says Yeet Police are coming for me. Why? What you done? Arab Shadow says, I love your content. You are beautiful. You are breathtaking. God bless you. Carl Bradley says, what's wave two? Is the next vinyl? Well, it depends. This uh, this current vinyl campaign um, that has to be successful first. If, if we were to think about any more vinyl ever happening. Uh, which reminds me, let's check in on that while we may. Uh, where is my um, this? Here is my this. Can you hear all those noises? Oh. Have I got reverb on? What is going on? What is going on? Let's go have a look at that vinyl campaign. You could have been there. Jocko, Akira the Dawn vinyl happening that's what we're kind of in, in, engaged in doing we have 10 days left on the campaign and uh, we currently have 30 backers and 8,260 USD we are currently aiming at a stretch goal of 10k at which point we'll be able to get everybody a lyric uh, after which point we'll be aiming at um, something else to get everybody colored vinyl 15k let's get colored vinyl which will be very nice. And after that, we have exciting stretch goals to announce, but we have to get these first. Uh, during this campaign is the only time we're going to be able to have access to the Meaning Wave monolith, the Get Some monolith, which is the third Meaning Wave monolith that's ever been created. People have been asking for another one for a long time since the other two sold out. And it's happening. These are handcrafted by Meaning Wave appreciator and famous metal artist Dan Elliott. They're very beautiful things. They're 11 inches wide and 11 inches tall and five inches deep, you know? And uh, very, very beautiful things. Uh, aluminum plate, two-tone powder-coated finish, you know? Uh, the vinyl is going to be on Gatefold because we hit that first stretch goal. V Gatefold is wonderful. Gatefold opens up, you know? Opens up. What's my hair doing? It opens up. It opens up like this. You ready? Watch this. See this? This is a this is a JVP wave vinyl, and it opens, opens, opens. See like that. So the vinyl is going to open like that, and two pieces are going to slot out of each side. Very exciting. If we hit that next stretch goal, we'll get uh, a lyric book. Yes, we will. So go back that vinyl campaign. Well, you can, if you wish for Meaning Wave vinyl to exist. If you want to more Meaning Wave vinyl to exist, uh, then that's what we've got to do, is go back this campaign today by Jove. Uh, someone out there is going to be number 31, someone's going to be number 32, someone's going to be number 33, a most auspicious number. Can it be you? God bless. Oh my God.
description or the pinned chat to go uh, back that campaign. Or go to Indiegogo and search up Akira the Dawn. You'll find it that way. Should work. Feels like it works. Good news, I think I've got my audio working on my side. How is the audio on your side? Anyway, I didn't even ask you, did I? How rude of me. How rude of me. The Reverend Mother must combine the seductive wiles of a courtesan with the untouchable majesty of a virgin goddess. Holding these attributes in tension so long as the powers of her youth endure. For when youth and beauty have gone, she will find that the place between, once occupied by tension, has become a wellspring of cunning and resourcefulness. with which Muad'Dib learned the necessities of Arrakis. The 
Bene Gesserit, of course, know the basis of this speed. For the others, we can say that Muad'Dib learned rapidly because his first training was in how to learn. And the first lesson of all was the basic trust that he could learn. It is shocking to find how many people do not believe they can learn, and how many more believe learning to be difficult. baby what's up this is Kira the Don it's the magnificent meaning wave show the magnificent meaning wave show always wonderful always joyful always always joined live by some of the loveliest people on earth like the Joshua McGowan says that quote like right there was fire which quote was that I'm sure you're right the quotes are always fire the quotes are always fire that's what people say about meaning wave they say the quotes Always fire. What up, Il Ank? Tahani says the audio is Dooney. Joe says crispy smooth. Good, wonderful. It was fucked up for me. It doesn't matter about me, it's not about me, it's about you. you know, it's about it's about you. I mean I could have been making the whole thing up for a for a bit. You have no evidence. People are so, so so prone to believing things. It's amazing. People love to believe. Uh, it's very strange. I was reading something the other day uh, that said, uh, apparently uh, Jeffrey Benzos and uh, the, the Amazonians. Isn't it amazing? When you hear the word Amazon now, when I used to hear the word Amazon, it was like, ooh, it was a sexy, exciting word, you know? It conjured, it brought to mind like lush, giant trees that when you looked up, you'd be looking up for miles and there'd be light at the top, like trickling through, the the light would fall like rain, you know, when I thought of the word, the word Amazon, you know? I thought of uh, exotic fauna and exotic creatures, you know? That's what I, I would think of stuff like that. I would think of uh, waterfalls and rivers. I would think of... Uh, Strain. I think of tiny dinosaurs and sometimes big dinosaurs. You know, uh, these are the sorts of things I, w- I would think of when I heard the word Amazon. Now, when I hear the word Amazon, I think of cardboard boxes with creepy smiles carved into them, and and um, people peeing in bottles. Yeah. I think of that. I also now think, of course, of, uh, of the desecration of of uh, you know of the. The mythology of Great Britain. Great Britain didn't have its own mythology because the French stole it in 1066 and burnt it, you know? So a nice man called J.R.R. Tolkien, he made a new mythology, you know, a new old mythology. He sort of he sort of crossed his eyes, you know, and sort of went into, uh, into that zone that I often talk about, the fifth dimension where the ideas are, and, and he pulled out the... the, uh, the uh, the mythology of the British Isles, you know? He, he 
the old creatures, you remember the things. You know, the uh, the hobbits, of course, who were Midlanders, brummy people like my my grandfather and my grandmother and other people on that side of the family. They all spoke like this. And, um, you know. But anyway, uh, the thing the thing that used to remind me of, of waterfalls and stuff, and now it doesn't. Of course, mate, I've, I've uh, made a TV show. I would say based upon this, but, you know. Barely. And uh, I read a thing saying uh, they've basically bet the entire future of uh, the Amazon Prime video. The entire future has been bet upon this TV show. They've spent over a billion dollars. Over a billion dollars. On uh, making this TV show in which they pervert the... uh, the, the, the mythology of the British Isles and turn it into some weird kind of 17th wave post-feminist revenge fantasy creep fest or something in which fair maiden the fair elf Galadriel who is similarly like when you think of the Amazon you think of light spilling through very the top of the trees pouring down like rain similarly that's kind of what you used to think about when you thought, thought of Galadriel you know you think of light Pouring from the cracks between very tall trees, pouring down like a beautiful light rain. In uh, Jeffrey Benzo's uh, imagination hearing of this, Galadriel is a fucking dude. Like swinging a sword around like a big cock, you know? Shouting at people. Very strange. But anyway, they've bet their entire streaming video service on the success of this spent over a billion dollars on this funny tv show this this god knows who it's actually for it's very strange things to do and obviously it's not very successful you know when things are successful because everybody's talking about them they become mimetic language this that and the other there was a new game of thrones came out the other week hbo said ah yes uh is very, very popular. Like, just like the other one was really, really popular. Honestly, it's really, really popular. Again, not that many people seem to be talking about it, but still. Not like the previous one, which everybody's talking about. But HBO said 35 million people watched it. And just unquestioningly, people said, oh, okay, great, I believe you. Is it none of the, these, these aren't independently verified figures? You know, this isn't, there's, this is just purely HBO, who made the show, said so. So you're supposed to believe it. So Amazon comes out and said, Yes, our Lord of the Rings TV show, very, very successful. Everybody loves it. You can't read the customer reviews. We've turned those off. No reason. We just want to you know, make sure that they're, they're legit. Turn them off, though. Anyway, yeah, lo- lo- everyone loves it. It's a very big show. Honest. Uh, and people like, How many people have watched it? 35 million as well they both said 35 million right both of these streaming services that have to account to nobody claimed that their shows were watched by 35 million people and that is believed unquestioningly like even the detractors even people who make youtube videos taking the piss and calling her guy ladriel and things like that 
just unquestioningly run with this Lord of the Rings big success 35 million. Why do you believe why would you believe these people? It's very strange. Why would you why would you believe them? I mean, for a start, 35 million is a very specific number. Really? Exactly 35 million? It doesn't say approximately 35 million, it just says 35. Really? Both of your shows were watched by 35 million people exactly. Yeah, I mean, it's very strange. For example. For example, you know, do you know how many people have streamed? Get some, the Akira the Dawn album. Get some with Akira the Dawn and Jocko Willing. Do you know how many people have streamed it? I can tell you on Spotify, says here, uh, 187,647. That's a real streaming number. 35 million is not a real streaming number. It's also fucking obviously made up and it's just baffling to me that people just believe anything they're told, even by people who have literally zero interest and uh, motivation for telling the truth. It's so weird. Why would you believe these people? I, th- I, demand- I think we should be demanding independent accounting. Nick Mayorga is shocked it wasn't 33 million. Indeed. Indeed, me too. Hashtag. Yo, Tambien. Joshua McGowan says, seems super sus, bro. Nick Mayorga says, shocked it wasn't 33 million. I read that already. I don't believe these people are these people are, I don't know why anyone does it's just baffling I saw um, Elon Musk was like ragging on the Amazon Lord of the Rings thing on Twitter complaining saying that it wasn't very good and all the male characters were bumbling idiots and this and but it's like well, obviously then I was like holy shit Elon Musk has somehow found time to watch Amazon's Lord of the Rings. This motherfucker's like building rockets and fucking shit. He somehow manages his time to watch something that's obviously going to be dreadful. Reminded me of that thing Naval said about how, you know, your local shopkeeper is probably not like working any less hard than Elon Musk. Laughing Jack says, this is very relaxing. Because I've been playing the same loop and, and um, raving, ranting about something <laughs> for like five minutes. That's a soothing ping, pe- thing. People like it. People like that. 
and I've been having trouble with my in-ear monitors. I fixed my audio and now I'm having trouble with my in-ear monitors. Life is suffering. My wife's mother is here. Hercules is nine, which is what they call grandmother in Wales. They call him nine. You know? Ninies here. Our first family visitor here in Mexico. Hercules is just so excited. He was so excited. Oh my goodness, he was hopping up and down. You know, he loves his nine. Couldn't wait to see it. You know, when I first, when we first um, left the UK, um, you know, when he was like one or whatever, I was out in LA getting work and sleeping on my friend's sofa, getting work as a DJ and all that to move us over there. And little Hercules and his mama uh, was living with, uh, with her mum in Wales. So, you know, there was that, for nearly a year of his life, little Hercules spent a lot of his time with his 90. And he remembers, you know, he has a wonderful memory. I don't remember anything before the age of like seven. Hercules remembers like being one. Very excited to see his 90. When does she bought him Maltesers? When it makes sense. Is this- I don't know if you know what a Malteser is. It's a British ch- chocolate candy thing. It's like a, like a maize middle. Is it maize? In hospital. With a chocolate coating. And anyway, Hercules was so excited. Containers in her kitchen. 90's here. She got here yesterday. She'd been here about 23 minutes and there was a power cut. You know, we do get pe- power cuts here in Mexico, but like not that often. You know what I mean? That uh, there was like instant power cut. But it's nice when you have a power cut, you know, when you've got family over. Because you just talk, you know. But Hercules had a flashlight. It's very nice. Shouts out to everyone who remembers the original Lemmings game. I really wanted to play it with my son. I couldn't find it anywhere. I couldn't find it anywhere to play. I mean, there's probably a browser version of it, but I don't like playing games on a laptop. Cedric Serge says, not like the Texas Blizzard Power Cut stream. That was very legendary. Ben Goodwin says, be right back playing Lemmings. D-Man says, shouts out to Coney2012. Wonder what happened to that guy? As, uh, as you heard in the song earlier, you know, he was, like last time I saw him, he was found uh, naked and jacking off. He just went crazy from all the attention. Yeah. He went crazy, that poor guy. That's his son. I don't know if I'd do that now. That was like a really quite, like, nasty move. To like, you know, <laughs> let's talk about this guy, but then put those clips there in that order. Anyway, 2012 really was the turning of the tire. Ten years ago, the Mayans were completely correct. 
It was that 2012 Mayan prophecy, and it was indeed the end of 2012 when everything changed. This was kind of a, a herald of it, the Coney thing, if you remember that. That was uh, one of the first times they that they managed to kind of just like get everyone on the internet into this big frenzy over this thing with like no real evidence or anything like that. Just got everyone to back this thing and, and hate this guy and give a load of money to someone. It was a dry run for so many things we would see. Uh, Balam, you know, all that stuff that happened in 2020. And um, and then everything, you know, nothing was, what's that Drake album? Nothing was the same or whatever. That was it after that. Nothing was the same. Twenty twelve was the year that the current incarnation of the mind virus first appeared in the comic industry, later making its way into every industry within the decade. Cali Uber, as they say, says uh, Joshua McGowan. Indeed. Let's do the international high five. Let's do the international high five. Do me a favor and um, let me know where you are and uh, what's your favorite memory of the pre-2012 internet world or the pre-2012 world because it was 2012 just like the Mayans prophesized everything changed it wasn't quite like what we thought was going to happen the end of the world was not the same what people thought there was no giant tidal wave no asteroid explosions but everything changed in 2012 the old world did indeed die and a new age was born Yeah! <laughs> Joshua cycles in the great year. Cali Yugi, as they say. D-Man says if you're reading this, it's too late. Il Inc. says, yep, 2012 was black magic. Hippies all congregating in Palenque by an ancient pyramid. What coil probably go, probably go, possibly go wrong. D-Man says, one, two, three. Arab Shadow says, four, five, six. And Tahani says, seven, eight, nine. I don't know what they're up to. They're not telling me where they are and all that type of thing. D-Man in Tri-State misses having to feed his Tamagotchi. Joshua Gant McGowan, Gababababa, uh, boogie boarding the shore break of Seal Beach, CAUSA. E2012, fab memories, ha ha ha. Joe Petrakovic says, E bombs world. E bombs world. Guru says, 10. Yeah. So I liked, I liked uh, music blogs. I liked going to my favorite music blogs. And there would be an MP3 to download of an exciting new song. Usually lots of them. It was like Christmas every day. Love that. Do you remember when uh, Kanye West did Good Fridays? And uh, it was leading up to the release of my beautiful dark twisted fantasy, I believe. And it was a brand new song would come out every week. And none of them ended up being on the album, apart from maybe two. 
and um, they were all amazing. Uh, every week you'd have an amazing new Kanye joint. It was absolutely wonderful. <laughs> Joshua McGann says, MySpace music was super rad. Full Killer and Maryland said, I was 15 at the time, but shockingly, I don't remember much from the time. Why? What were you doing? I sometimes wonder if Full Killer was not, in fact, ever born and did, in fact, materialize transdimensionally. Hypermush64 says, Akira the Dawn, you rule! You, you, you are breathtaking. Yes, you are. Old Starkway Canadian, 2012, the last Endeavour shuttle's flight, the end of an era. Sheila Nashville, chilling. Tahani says, I miss riding bikes with my friends seemingly all day and going home before dark because I didn't have a watch or cell phone to tell me when to go home. I feel you. Those end of summer days back in the days. reason to go home other than to eat you'd go out you'd wonder you'd fall in a ditch you'd run off into a forest to find some twigs to make a bow and arrow you'd climb a tree you'd reach the top of the tree the bark would come off in your hand and you'd fall from the tree and wood lice would rain upon you bouncing from branch to branch you'd land in a pile of leaves wood lice raining down upon you was to be alive. You ever like go out in, in the woods and fall into a hole so deep so deep you're not quite sure how you will get out of it. You'll fall so far that you think you might have broken something. You fall asleep in that hole. You wake up with the sun. Drag yourself out of the hole. A man reborn. Stumble out of the forest into the daylight. Fall out into a road. You know, stick your thumb out. Hitch a lift back home. Do people still hitchhike? People used to warn me about getting in strangers' cars. They said that's a weird thing to do. Now everybody uses fucking Uber. And don't think nothing of it. And they pay the people. Incredible. Jordan says, I'm driving, chasing the sun as it sets. Pulled over on the side of the road, saying hi, about to go back in drive. 2012, spending time with my one-year-old twin boys. They grow up so fast. D-Man said, Alice never wanted to go to Wonderland. She just fell in. Sheila says, this is kind of specific here at the time of meeting where thought, really? <laughs> Lol, valid point to Kira, says Joshua McGowan. 
There's a war on consciousness. What I do? There's a war on consciousness. There's a war on consciousness. There's a war on consciousness. Let's not forget that ayahuasca is not alone.
What is it good for? Epic battle scenes in big movies. Better. What was the last great epic battle scene? What was the last great epic battle scene that felt like it had consequences? Like it felt that anything mattered. Like you have these big battle scenes in these contemporary sort of um, Disney production line movies. What was that Marvel one? Um, um, Thinky Bob Endgame. But like it's just like uh, a cacophony of copy-paste 3D assets that are all these like faceless entities. So it doesn't matter if they die, you don't feel anything, they don't feel real, it doesn't feel like anything of consequence is going on, you know? I'm trying to think of like a, a big epic battle that felt like it mattered. Back when Game of Thrones was still good sometimes, there was that Battle of the Bastards episode. That was pretty good. That felt like people were dying. Tahani says Helm's Deep. I was thinking about that, but also I think that that actually is guilty of being kind of one of an early test case of that copy-paste enemy thing. Kevin Gruber says Demon Slayer. I was kind of thinking not anime. Anime doesn't count because anime is just like a different um, superior medium. I was thinking so-called live action. I mean, most of live action is, is um, animation these days. They talk about like Disney's got these live action remakes, but they're all fucking animated. They're not live action. What was that live action Lion King? That was just all like 3D animation that just stripped the original of any of its life and wonder and glory and just created just disgusting, frigid, dead eyed CGI nightmare of like fucking uncanny valley lions singing with straight faces. What the fuck? Absolute bloody nightmare. People get all excited about um, Homeboy from Swingers directing Star Wars. They're like, he will make it all good again. That motherfucker made that Lion King movie. That motherfucker thought it'd be a really good idea to take The Lion King, a beautiful, vibrant, mythopoetic, animated masterpiece, and be like, yeah, but what if, what if the lions were real? What if it looked like a document? He literally said this. He goes, "What? What? The aesthetic he wanted was a documentary, a fucking documentary. He wanted it to look like a documentary about fucking singing lions. What the fuck? He wanted it as realistic as possible. They got rid of anything that like might make it seem fantastical, but the lions are still fucking singing songs." What's wrong with these people? I blame Alan Moore. I blame Alan Moore. Alan Moore came along in the 80s and he said, Hey, what if superheroes were real? And wrote a fucking never-ending cacophony of 
a never-ending deluge and dirge of stories in which superheroes were real and they were assholes and like did horrible things to each other and like leveled cities and murdered loads of people and blah 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 it's, it's one of those things that's like interesting for like one fucking story it's interesting for a what if but this motherfucker just wrote thousands of these and then everyone started copying him and then everything became this fucking postmodern fucking misery of oh what if it was real oh, what if the lion king was real lions fucking weird fucking morons these people are like sub they're fucking jesus christ it's like the it's like that thing we talk about you know the the teenage mindset of the neo-atheist in a constant stage of oh yeah well if if god was real then why does he let bad things happen huh riddle me that yeah it's like that oh what if like batman and robin was actually real batman would be an abusive sort of father wouldn't he oh shut the fuck up it's not what batman is about That's not what these things are about! You surface-dwelling troglodytes. So dull. I've had decades of that shit. Thankfully, I think people are getting bored of it. Yoga Max says, what about the knife fight in Dune? I didn't watch the new Dune movie. So I don't know how that ended up. I'll tell you what, it was really good when we did it here live as a, an audio music sensation thing. That was very exciting, wasn't it? Wasn't that exciting? Then do knife fight. Yoga Max says, how about the end fight scene between Ryan Gosling and the bot and the bot called Love in Blade Runner 2049? I don't remember that. I saw that movie, I liked that movie, and I don't remember that, so it could have been that good. High Speed Chase says, Normie music is for losers. ACD. Correct. Also, our Canadian says, 300 at epic battle scene. Yeah, but with the enemies just like faceless drones. Here's this thing, right? They've been doing this thing for a while where the enemies are just kind of faceless. They either have masks on or they're like, they're weird CGI things that are kind of have. They basically. Uh, to make the thing. I don't know if it, because 300 wasn't PG, was it? I need to rewatch 300, but I have a feeling they did that in that. In order for the heroes to remain heroic, uh, they do this simplistic moron thing wherein they just make the baddies either just like cartoonishly 100% evil or just unhuman in some way. So it's okay that like the goody goodies murdered millions of them. Kevin Gruber says, Band of Brothers. Every battle scene, you wouldn't know who would pull through. I never saw that. Is that good? Andy Trevor says, The Darth Maul Kwai Kunjin death battle. Yeah. Yeah. Josh McGann says, Dune Wave had 35 million viewers, according to my fact checkers. Indeed. Yoga Max says, I like when you posted about the new Spider-Man weaponizing nostalgia. I don't even remember doing that. I didn't know I'd mentioned that movie. 
I mean, that is what that was. That was the natural conclusion of weaponized nostalgia and mashup culture. That's movies now. They did it with Doctor Strange, didn't they? I didn't watch that. It looked awful. It just seemed a strange, real strange thing to do. They do that. They're like, right, we're going to put X-Men and also and like people from other movies in this movie. Kill them really violently and horribly with someone you're pre- presenting as a kind of a, an, a hero or something. Apparently, apparently Scarlet Witch is supposed to be some kind of a hero, but she goes around like fucking savagely murdering everybody and doing freakish, selfish, weirdo things. I don't know. Anyway, whatever. I'm not. I haven't watched any of them. The only new, like, phase four thing I watched was Spider-Man, because my son loves Spider-Man. And I loved Spider-Man when I was his age, you know? I did. Spider-Man was great. But, um, anyway. Kelly fucking Yuga. (laughs) Yo! Make some noise, you bad motherfuckers. It's a beautiful day to be alive. We make our own movies over here. A busy calendar and a busy mind will destroy your abilities to do great things in this world. To do great things in this world. You need free time and a free mind to do great things in this world. You need free time and a free mind to do great things in this world. You should be too busy to do coffee while still keeping an uncluttered calendar. You did. People who know me know that I'm famous for simultaneously doing two things. One is having a very clean calendar. I have almost no meetings on it. While at the same time, I am busy all the time. I'm always doing something. This is me. Yeah. It's usually what we call work-related. But it is whatever the highest impact thing is that needs to be done at that time. And I'm interested and inspired about it. But the only way to do that is to constantly, ruthlessly decline meetings. People want to do coffee and build relationships. That's fine early in your career when you're still exploring, but later in your career you're exploiting and there are more things coming at you than you have time for, you have to ruthlessly cut meetings out of your life. If someone wants to do a meeting, see if you can do it with a phone call instead. If they want to do a phone call, see if they can do it with an email instead. Big. And do it with email, see if they can do it with a text message instead. Big. Text messaging. You should probably be ignoring most text messages unless they're true emergency. Big! One has to be utterly ruthless about dodging meetings. Big! When you do do meetings, do walking meetings, do standing meetings, do keep them short, keep them actionable, keep them small. Any meeting with eight people that are sitting at a conference table, nothing is getting done in that meeting. Big! Literally dying one hour at a time. There is so much fucking, so much wisdom in this record. It's really, 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 really intensely, densely packed. You know, I mean? you know how they make diamonds. You know what I mean? They like fucking crush a load of mountains. Crush like 17 mountains, make a diamond. That's this record. You need free time and free 
Bishop, you bad motherfucker. Or something valuable. Other busy, interesting people will meet with you. Your calling card has to be, hey, here's what I've done so I can show you. It's me. And I'll be respectful of your time if this is useful to you. And I find that there are very busy, important people who will take your meeting. But you have to come with a proper calling card. All the people who tweet and email famous and rich people saying, hey, if I could just get one meeting with you, and they're vague about it, they're not going to get anywhere in life. You have to build up the credibility. You have to do the work. You have to have proof of work. If you have proof of work and you truly have something interesting, then you shouldn't hesitate to put it. send it to somebody. But even then, when you're asking for a meeting, you want to be super actionable about it. You yourself have it. You think you're gonna make it by going out and networking and doing a whole bunch of meetings. You probably can do that. Yes, networking can be important to lead your career. And yes, you can get serendipitous with meetings, but the odds are pretty low. Just meeting people and hoping to get that lucky break. You're on type one luck, which is blind luck, and type two luck, which is hustle luck. But what you're not getting is type three or type four luck, which are the better kind, where you spend time developing a reputation, working on something, developing a unique point of view, being able to spot opportunities that others can. A busy calendar and a busy mind will destroy your abilities to do great things in this world. You need free time and a free mind. You need free time and a free mind. You need free time and a free mind. Yeah. Busy calendar and a busy mind will destroy your ability to do great things in this world. Do great things in this world. You need free time and a free mind. Do great things in this world. You need free time and a free mind. Do great things in this world. You did. Do you D-I-double-G? You need free time and a free mind to do great things in this world. Great things in this world. Yeah, I'm still working on implementing the wisdom from this song over a year after the album came out. I'm still working on it. I feel like I made a bunch of headway today. We shall see. Oh yeah, there's definitely something. Well, I know for a fact there's something to that. Oh yeah, that's definitely something, huh? Oh, Starkway Canadian, how cute. Speaking of diamonds, and he sports the Maryland hoodie. And diamonds are forever. It wasn't that Shirley Bassey? Hey, that Marilyn song about diamonds being a girl's best friend, but is that it? Cure the Dawn modeling the meaning wave, generally miserable Marilyn Monroe hoodie. Available from meaningwave.com exclusively. Meaningwave.com for your mighty meaning wave apparel. Meaning wave. Because happiness is a side effect of meaning. What you laughing about, Alan Watts? Oh yeah, that's definitely something. Well, I know for a fact there's something to that. Like a, a 
saying de-emphasize anxiety, reassure people. You meet people who say, you know, I'm really scared. I'm, I'm scared about my job. I'm scared, 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 scared. It's just, you know, don't worry. You don't know enough to worry. That's God's spirit.
night. It was dark. And I just got in my bed and I'm like, I can't do this anymore. Thank you. 
Oh, shit. But anyway, what's up? What's up? Makes it nice. You've lived a life dominated by doubt and fear. How do you shift Porque. into bravery? You know, I actually took this question and I answered the question in one word. in the source we got lost in the way for a second there what the fuck just happened i just played a whole that was a very good set shouts out to me what the frick 
Just freestyle, nice little meaning wave set right there. What did we even fucking do? Where did it start? How did it start? I do not remember. We played great things in this world with Naval Ravikant. Oh yeah. And then it occurred to me that something to that with David Goggins might sound kind of nice with that, so I played that. And then it occurred to me that great things in this world might be good on that, but then it occurred to me that, oh no, that's where we just came from. Don't worry, featuring Terence McKenna will sound real nice working with that, so we did that. And then I thought, shit, God in disguise, doing it for kicks would sound nice with Don't Worry, and so would One Step Beyond Logic with Danica XIX from the Dune Wave EP. Then we had Alan Watts and The Secret come in, and then then, uh, Kamal, Ravi Kent. I vow to love my stuff, made an appearance, and then next thing you know, it's Jocko Town, and we're playing that step. You're playing that step. You step. You go. You know? Part of Jocko's mission to get uh, actionable advice down, uh, down to as few syllables as possible. You know what I mean? When you get it down to one syllable, that's when you're really kicking ass. It's like, you know, Marcus Aurelius, incredible, immortal. His words have lasted thousands of years. We've made them into albums. But you know, he had a lot of syllables in his shit. Jocko has managed to condense the many syllables of Aurelius and other other such military minds down into single syllable answers like good, step, and uh, possibly his masterpiece because it's just two letters. Go! How can he beat it? Can he beat it? I wonder if one day Jocko will manage to condense, you know, the wisdom of the ages down into a single letter. And you'll already know when he does. I will turn it into a song. Thus, um, infinitely multiplying the usefulness and, uh, you know, impact. Impact! Impact! Beautiful days to be alive. I'm gonna go see my mother-in-law in a minute. Let's see how mother-in-law is doing. If you've not yet checked out the hmm, vinyl campaign, we've got the Jocko vinyl campaign going on right now. Getting the... What's that noise? Can you hear that? Wow. Getting the Jocko records onto vinyl. As requested by you lot for years, frankly. Although there was one album when you were requesting me on those two albums. Uh, so we're doing a crowdfunding campaign to get it on vinyl. Vinyl pressing is incredibly expensive. As you know. Maybe you don't, but it is. Uh, particularly nowadays, in, in the post-Tom uh, Hanks disease landscape, it's a lot more difficult, but we're doing it. We're doing it. Um, you know... Nothing worthwhile was ever easy, particularly, you know, when you, when you fucking moving up, that ain't never easy, baby. We moving up, we taking this vinyl up, 
we're getting vinyl made by Jove. Uh, it's going to be a double album. It's going to be a gatefold. We passed the stretch goal to get it made into a gatefold. That's like spent extra money to make it a gatefold. We've done it. Uh, the next stretch goal we're aiming at is 10K to get a lyric book, then 15K to get colored vinyl. So go back the campaign today, get your vinyl and get it uh, glorified into glory. We also have available the Meaning Wave Get Some Monolith, a rare metal artwork available purely for the time of this campaign, which is uh, 10, 9 days remaining. Link is in the description of the broadcast. Link is in the description of the broadcast. Yeah, it is. Luke Cap says, make the ABCs of Jocko. And then says, lol. What's with people making perfectly reasonable statements then adding lol afterwards? That did not need a lol. That was a perfectly reasonable request. That was a, you know, a perfectly sound notion. Popman says, JP posted a pretty awesome video to the CEO of Twitter the other day. Recommend seeking it out. Uh, I'm sure that that will be heeded. I'm sure the CEO of Twitter will pay lots of attention. Go get some. Go get some! Motherfucker, go get some, get some. Go get some, get some vinyl. Go get some monolith, go get some... All that. Go get some... Fuck me, did you see that? Go get some Akira, his stuff from Texas. Go get some Akira, his DJ equipment and studio equipment from, from Texas so he doesn't have to fucking deal with his bullshit. Ah, ye gods and little amphibians. Hey, there you go. Thank you, Button. Button did his job. Make some noise for that Button. That's a beautiful day to be alive. Let's get it. D.O., motherfucker. This is another one of them Jocko. Oh, shit. It's okay. So, yeah, go. He got it down to two letters. But really, it was three because it had an exclamation mark. Here, Jocko's The Wisdom of the Ages is condensed down to a diamond of two letters, one syllable. Three minutes and 13 seconds. Let's go. I'm gonna tell you something else. What, what? And I want to make this clear. Clutter. Don't just listen. Don't just listen, you fool. Don't just no. listen. Do. 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 Don't just listen. Do. I'm not just talking. No! So you know, I'm not just talking. No! I'm doing. And I don't want you to just listen. Put this information to work. Get aggressive and attack, whether it's 
on the battlefield yeah. or on the beat. Yeah. Or in the factory or on the farm or on the construction site or on the website. In the garage or in the firehouse. Don't hesitate. Yeah. That's your show for the day, you bad motherfuckers. That's what you getting. Make some fuck lipping noise. Make some noise. Big shouts out to you. Big shouts out to y'all. Big shouts out to let's do this thing. We were on 30 backers. And uh, I do believe if we press refresh, I felt a disturbance in the force. It was Darren Revis tricked me. What up, Darren Revis? Appreciate the support. It says, uh, keep it wavy. Much love, my friend. Appreciate you. And here we go. Look at that. We got 31 backers, 8,430. A mere $1,570 away from that 10k stretch goal to get a lyric book in the thing. Yo, who's number 31? Make some noise for yourself. And everyone else makes some noise for number 31. Appreciate you all. Supporting that meaning wave, helping that meaning wave to exist in the world. Uh, I was thinking about something earlier. Uh, you want to th think about how <laughs> 25 years ago, the internet, as you know, it did not exist. Free serve CDs had not even come out yet. They were starting to come out. AOL was like barely happening. Most people did not have any fucking internet nor know what it was. It was just kind of beginning. That was 25 years ago. What do you think in 25 years is going to be happening? Do you think the internet, as you know it, will exist in 25 years? I think not. I think not. Do you think Spotify, which didn't exist a decade ago, about maybe-ish, do you think that will exist in 25 years? Less than 10 years ago, a lot of the biggest rap records, the biggest records in rap, right, were, um, they were hosted on Zippy Share links. They were hosted on websites like Datpiff. Do you know how many of those do not exist now? If you go looking for them, you cannot fucking find them. 
just like just like Jeffrey Benzos Jeffrey Benzos tells you 35 million people watched his abomination Lord of the Rings desecration right you believe him why do you have faith in that creature you know another word for confidence is faith you have confidence that the internet as you know it will exist in 25 years You think YouTube's going to be here in 25 years? YouTube wasn't here 25 years ago. Do you think it will be here in 25 years? Do you think the way any of these countries, companies are operating, they have 25 years in them? Do you remember Blockbuster? I had a song, I made a song with Big Nasty called uh, on, the, on the Love Sosa beat called Hate Sosa. And I, well, I, what did I rap? I rapped something on it. Something about how listening to Ice Cube's death certificate told me about a side of, of the USA that I had no idea about. And I said, Stole it from a Woolworths, but it's not there now. But death certificate is there for all the world to hear now. I stole it from Woolworths, but it's not there now. But death certificate is there for all the world to hear now. Because I used to, I, you know what I mean? I used to go like get, cop some cassettes and shit from the Woolworths, the massive shop on every high street in the UK. When I was a kid, I worked in Woolworths for a bit in the in the factory section of it when I was like 16. But Woolworths saying there now, that motherfucker shut down. That don't exist anymore. But Death Certificate by Ice Cube, that album does exist. That album do exist. Meaning wave exists. Will it exist in the future? That is up to you. That is up to you. Only you can save mankind. Secure your physical meaning wave while there is an opportunity for you to do so. For the children. For their ancestors. Don't just listen. What's going to be here in 25 years, brothers and sisters? Will it be us? Good night, God bless, love you. See you very soon.